We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast with Zach Pearson. Zach Pearson. And Aaron Lemming. Aaron Lemming. Providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. All right, welcome in, Bears fans. Another tough loss for the Chicago Bears. We're here on the Bear Report podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Pearson, the publisher of the Bear Report. I'm here with writer, draft guy, film guy, also co-host of the Picks for Polls podcast, Andrew Freeman. And Andrew... Man, that one hurt. I know a lot of us are kind of focusing in on the the, the draft aspect of, of this whole thing and like the draft picks. Sometimes you wanted to see them win, and I kind of feel like this was a game they really should have won, especially against a really good Detroit Lions team, and then, bam, all downhill. Yeah, I mean, it's it's brutal, man, and like – like you said, as as a draft guy here, like my mindset has already shifted towards the 2024 offseason and whatnot. So I really went into today with low expectations, even with Fields coming back. You know, you're playing against the division leading Lions who have been playing some really good football, um, you know, this season, obviously. And for them to have really dominate this game for the first three and a half quarters and really outplay the Lions before just giving it away. I mean, it's a classic bears bears game under this regime, right? Where, you know, you'll see some flashes of solid play. Like Justin Fields comes back and he has one of the better games of his career, in my opinion, up until, you know, the last drive, obviously, which we'll probably get into, I'm sure. Um, And then just for this conservative coaching staff, this conservative defense that can't get off the field on third downs and, and can't get after the quarterback, like what? What is there to even even say at this point with this team? It just seems like whenever they can find a way to lose a game, they go ahead and do and do it. Like I was there with you um, at Soldier Field when uh, they lost against Denver, and wow. I thought that was the worst, <laughs> the worst choke job we'd see this season. And this is even worse because they really put it on them for um, really even going into the fourth quarter here. So just so much, so much bad here. It just embarrassing really is, is the one way I can kind of describe it. Yeah. I mean, this one's tough, man. Like Detroit seven and two on top of the NFC North really like, you know, in the race for the NFC top spot, um, you know, through the first 10 or so weeks here. 
And, you know, myself included, I think a lot of us here in the Bear Report, you know, everyone took the Lions to win this game. I think a lot of Bears fans thought, you know, the Lions would win this game. Um, but with Justin Fields coming back, it gave us hope. And looking at, I mean, Fields didn't play bad at all. I thought it was actually one of his better games. The stats, passing stats, you know, really don't say much. Uh, he's 16 to 23, 169 yards, one touchdown. You know, he also had 104 rushing yards. It was kind of one of those typical Justin Fields games where you're going to get the rushing and the passing. He looked good. He started off hot. And really, I mean, the only mistake that you could attribute to him was at the end with the strip sack. You know, I know Darnell Wright, you know, he had a good game overall against Aiden Hutchinson. That's an all-pro pass rusher, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, that's going to happen. Obviously, you know, you can knock Fields a little bit on the ball protection. It's not all his fault. You can't pin this game on Justin Fields. Honestly, this is on coaching, man. This is a typical Matt Eberflus, just what the heck are you doing type coaching game. Like, they were so aggressive for the first three quarters, going for on fourth down, opening up the playbook a little bit. They get to the fourth quarter, and it's the second play of the fourth quarter. It's like the second the fourth quarter switches, his mind like goes, okay, we can't make mistakes. We can't do this. We have to play conservatively. They fourth and one, they kick the field goal. Um, after going foot on fourth down a couple different times, they kick the field goal. Do they end up with a field goal on that drive? Maybe, but at least it allows them to get a touchdown opportunity, maybe kill some more clock. Then Detroit's coming down. They're down 20, they're, they're down 12, essentially 26 to 14. And the last two drives, guess who's, guess who's in charge of the defense? Matty Rufus. They were very, very conservative on both of those drives. You go back and look. Um, against Carolina, there's another game I noticed it too. Teams attack the middle. They attack the seams on the Bears' defense late in games. Um, and, and they did it again in, in this game. And it was just all over the middle. It was all open stuff, soft coverage. They let him go down the field. They get the play inside the one. He calls a timeout then. Um, I was a little confused by that. Maybe I'm just kind of overreacting. It was just a typical, like, very conservative game. and. I'm going to read you some stats here on Matt Eberflus, and, and, and you give me your honest-to-God reaction on this. He's now 0-9 against the NFC North in his career. He's 6-22 and as a head coach overall in his career. He has yet to beat a team with a winning record. I think he has three wins against 500 teams. It's not a winning record. The quarterbacks he's beaten, the list is awful. Um, you know, when Sam Howell's on the top of that list, it's, it's not a very good list. It is just... It's crazy, man. I don't understand how this thing goes on. I don't think it goes on for Matt Eberflus after this year. Um, I don't know if it goes on for Justin Fields or not. I mean, can we say with like any certainty here that Matt Eberflus is like the worst head coaching hire in Bears history? Like, is that is that too much to say? Like, I get no. that. Like, look, this was a rebuilding effort, and like last year, there are there is definitely an element too. Like, you don't want to put too much of last year on Eberflus because of the fact that they really stripped down this roster to, to the studs here. But this was supposed to be the year where they started to put some momentum together and really start to build this thing out and to see kind of the same kind of mistakes or not, yeah. not really even mistakes, but just the same flaws with this roster from, that we saw last year continue to reflect itself this year shows that, look, I mean, they, they had all the resources in the world last offseason. They added a decent amount of talent, maybe not as much as you'd like to have, I'd like to have seen with given how many resources they had, but 
yeah, man, we're just not seeing the progress. And I know like a lot of people are saying the defense, like they, they're looking better over the last few weeks. You know, they, they've seemed to been able to, you know, they're, they're a great run defense, right? They get off the field uh, with that and they're doing a little bit of a better job at pressuring quarterbacks. And it's like, you look at the key sequences in this game on defense, you look at the two minute uh, drive at the end of the first half with the lions where they just went right down the field after struggling the entire first half. And it was just really easy for them to just pitch the ball underneath. And like you said, like they're targeting those linebackers, man, like TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, especially like they're throwing it at these guys. They are not afraid of them whatsoever in the middle of the field. And that was kind of the whole selling point of Eberflus and and Ryan Poles kind of going after Edmonds, right? Was that he was going to be this, this shutdown guy in the middle of the defense. You know, they want to run that classic Tampa two where, they have that big, fast, hulking middle linebacker that can take up a lot of a lot of ground and, and take away those passes in the seams in the middle of the field. And we're just not seeing that from Edmonds this year. And Edwards, we kind of know what he is, where he's kind of limited in coverage anyway. But you know, teams can rec- recognize that stuff in these two mid drive situations, and they can attack that right. And we've seen yeah. that a couple times this year where that's happened. And then, like, yeah, the fourth quarter is a big example of that as well. The Lions' offense was not doing well. Bears are doing a good day. job. They're yeah. doing a really good job. They were doing a really good job. Like they were getting turnovers. Like Jared Goff looked. <laughs> it was like a classic Jared Goof game today. Five. He, he had five interceptions going into this week. Yep. Five. Yep. And he had like some type of streak where he's like the longest, whatever, without yeah. an interception or something. Like that. I didn't know the exact stack off the top of my head, but that was the whole talk of him going into this game. Was that he was in a great job of executing Ben Johnson's offense and taking care of the ball. And he's just throwing the ball as a Bears defenders left and right today. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you're getting one of these performances from Jared Goff, and you still can't take advantage late in the game. And it's not like – like, look, Jared Goff made the great throw to Jameson Williamson uh, on that first yeah. touchdown drive in the fourth quarter, which, yeah, I mean, th- that was a really nice throw. Um, you know, Bears kind of let him – I'll have to go back and see the All-22 to see what happened from a coverage standpoint there. Pretty sure it was soft, still. Yeah, pr- pretty sure it was soft coverage, though, which is classic with this team. But, like, most of it was just dinking and dunking them – them just dinking and dunking down the field. And like, when you're just allowing them free access, especially in those situations, like, of course they're going to, you know, drive right down the field. And when you can't tackle them after the fact, like, that makes it even worse then. Because if you're going to play that soft coverage, at least tackle them right away – once they catch the ball and man, it's just frustrating. And then I can go all day about the pass rush. Like Montez sweat had a sack today. I'm sorry. I don't see the, the multiplier effect with Montez sweat since he's been here. You know, I know he had a great game against the Panthers when literally half his pressures were him not being blocked. And by the way, his sack today was him just not being blocked, which I guess that's when he's at his best with this defense. But in key situations, where's this pass rush at? Like, are they making any impact on Jared Goff, making it any more uncomfortable for him in the pocket? Because I'm certainly not seeing it. And I, I know the Lions have a great offensive line, so I don't want to take anything away from them either. But man, it's just it's just the same stuff over and over again. And the thing was about this is like once the Lions started driving on that first touchdown drive in the fourth quarter, you just knew what was going to happen. You just knew. You knew that they were going to go down the field, get a touchdown. You knew the Bears would not get. You know, they, you knew they'd do a three and out um, on the next very next possession, and then you knew that the Lions were going to go down there, win the game, and then Justin Fields end the day with a with a turnover because that's yeah. the way it goes here. That's yeah, just the way this thing works. And you know, like like you said, I mean, if you want to put some blame on Justin Fields, I think that's the play. And even then, it's like I think we can confidently say, I mean, he was not the problem today. Um, I even think like. 
Like, look how aggressive they were on that third down at the end of the game. Like, they that ball was – I don't know why Tyler Scott stopped in the route. Unless – I don't know. Did you see it differently? It didn't look like he slowed up. No, he definitely slowed up. Yeah. That, was, that, a good, was, that was a good throw. Yeah, that yeah. was a good throw by Fields. Now, the decision to go for a deep ball when all you need is just a first down there, Yeah, I guess you could question that. But honestly, like, if Tyler Scott doesn't misplay, you know, the ball, like – we're talking a wholly different game. You're the Bears probably win this game if that doesn't happen, right? Yeah, and, and you know I like Tyler Scott. He's a he's a great kid, very nice. Talked to him a couple of times. I think he's he's got some potential in this league. But looking at him in training camp in the preseason, drops were a problem, and he got stripped today. Had a fumble. Um, that one, you know, I don't know if it touched his fingertips or not. If it considered a drop, um, but still, you you can't stop on that route. Um, even with all you were saying, um, Andrew, and I do agree, like, you know, the Bears defense, they, they blew it at the end. I think that's more on Eberflus. Look at this, man. The Bears had four takeaways, right? They had three interceptions, a forced fumble on a kick return as well. They had 10 points off of those takeaways. That can't happen. You have to have more points than that. You you have to have, you know, find a way to capitalize. Um, obviously they had the dropped interception from Jalen Johnson, which is probably a 98 yard pick six. Um, he got his hands on another one. I just, you know, not throwing to DJ Moore a couple times late in the game. That was concerning. Um, I, I just keep going back to it. Now I see more and more beat writers. I'm not at the game today. Um, but I, I see more and more beat writers like bringing up that fourth and one, that fourth and one, you're aggressive all game, all game. And you decide, we're just going to take the points and take the field goal. I, I don't know what Matty Rufus has said on that yet. I'm kind of, as we're recording, you know, I'm kind of looking at, um, looking at Twitter, AKA X. Um, I just, I haven't seen anything on it yet. So I don't know if anyone else has, but man, it, it was bad. It just goes back to the coaching, man. Like this ain't it. This can't go on with Matty Rufus. It just can't. And I know the bears don't have anyone right now to come in and replace them. I mean, I guess you'd, turn it over to Luke Getze, but who's going to coach the defense? Like, that's their biggest problem. Once Allen Williams left, any chance of firing Matt Eberflus probably went out the door in, in, season. in season. Yeah, yeah. And, and Courtney Cronin put this stat out there. But according to ESPN Analytics, the Bears had a 98.2 chance of winning the game when they were up 26-14 to 14 with 4 minutes and 15 seconds left. A 98% chance of winning this game. And they, let it, they just let it slip through their fingertips. Like, yeah, and, you know, that fourth and one, I said at the time, like, I was like, why are you playing for the field goal here? Like, the Lions defense could not stop this offense for most of the day, especially on the ground. Like, they had not figured out the read option stuff with Justin Fields. Like, he had over 100 yards rushing this game. Most of it was on those design quarterback keepers or read option plays where, you know, he's reading the defender, and then when the defender commits to the running back, he's pulling it, he's making a guy miss, and he's getting upfield. They could not stop that for most of the game. So I don't know why in that situation you don't run the play there and try to get a first down on that. Because look, you have to I, I get it because when that when that play happened, they were up six. The thinking was you get up two possessions there, right? By being up nine. But here's the thing: like you're in the third quarter at this point. There is plenty of time left in that game. Let's say like this didn't end up happening. Well, let's say the, the Lions end up going down and scoring a touchdown on that very next very next possession and then get a stop. Like then all they need, all they need there is a is a field goal to go down there and win the game against you, right? 
So your goal should be, look, we have a fourth and one. They haven't been stopping us. Let's try to get a touchdown here in this possession if we can. And if we can't get a touchdown, at least we can burn off some more clock if, if we have to sell for a field goal in that situation, right? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So for them to just play for the field goal, and then they did it a couple times, like they got down there later again in the game, and they had a third down play call where they just called a run play to Roshan Johnson, I think it was. That was another situation where they're playing very conservative and playing for the field goal, which put them up from two possessions to being up two possessions. Like that that one made no sense whatsoever. I guess you could say that like they, they brought it from being a two possession with the Lansing a field goal to two possession needing a touchdown. Like, Whatever, like here's the story. The moral of the story is like, look, many of your folks, you have to have some level of self awareness here and know that your defense, like, it still isn't very good. And you know that those Lions offense, even with Jared Goff seemingly giving you the game for three quarters, basically, you know that they're going to find a way to score points eventually. They're one of the top five or so offenses in the in the National Football League. So you cannot go down there assuming that your defense is going to make stops. Like you have to go into these possessions here, honestly, assuming that your defense isn't going to make the stops and try to, you know, put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for any chances of the Lions trying to trying to get a comeback here. But that's just not this coaching staff. They are going to play it safe. They're going to play not to lose. And when you play not to lose, you're going to lose in the end because ultimately the better team's going to come back and beat you. And that's the other thing. Like the Bears. You had to know going into this game that you're, you know, you're the underdogs here. You're on the road. You're going up against the division leading opponent right here, like a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Like you should be going all out to try to take this one. You have not, nothing to lose, right? You have nothing to lose. And Matt Riffle's got to know your job's on the line here, right? You can't go in here assuming that you know if you lose this game like this, that that's going to actually help your chances of keeping a job here. So I, I just, I don't get the decision making here. I really don't. There's so much I can criticize Eberflus right here, but those critical, you know, game management aspects, yeah, right down there, like it just sums up his tenure, which is just crusty and conservative. Which you had to know that's what you're getting when you basically just try to recapture the Lovey Smith days with the hire, which we, that's a whole well, different discussion. And it goes back to that too. Like they had Jim Caldwell. They interviewed Jim Caldwell. They interviewed Matt Eberflus. Um, I want to say, if I'm remembering correctly, they interviewed Dan Quinn. Um, really, I don't think was going to leave Dallas for this job. It's like you didn't even get someone like Mike McDaniel in the building. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It, Could you imagine right. Mike McDaniel having a conversation with George McCaskey and Bill Polian oh and how gosh. that would go? 
They would oh be had to like, they'd be like, is this guy speaking English right here? Like, what's going <laughs> on? It's just, it would not it, go well, but it's just everything with Eberflus too. It's like when he tries to explain stuff, he's all over the place. When they actually win games, it's like a deflating like locker room speech. Like the guys are all fired up, and he's right, and then we got this right, and then we got that right, and then we got this. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? It, it, it's it's just not good overall. Like, I don't know, man. It's 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 just, it's a. I don't want to say it's like a weird feeling around House Hall or anything like that. Um, I just it's it's not deflated. It's just a weird vibe. It's just weird. I like, don't know. I'll, I'll say this: like Eberflus, like he's been a successful defensive coordinator, yes. successful defensive coach in this league. So I'm not going to take. I'm not saying he doesn't know football or that you know he, he hasn't been a successful coach in this league before. But it's almost like the vibe you get is like you took a high school coach and you put him with an NFL team. Like you go back to like the hit stuff, like. Once he he made that like clear in his first press conference, right away it's like, oh, like what what's going on here? Like why are we why are we like talking about acronyms? Like this is, that's quintessential like high school stuff right there to be focusing so yeah. much on that type of stuff. Or the um, secrets, man. Like the yeah. secrets. Like they won't tell us who the kick returner is after week nope. after week one. They don't want to speak on injuries. This guy's day to day. This guy's week to week. This guy's Justin month to Fields month. Justin Fields is is doubtful, but we'll see how he, he progress. Like fifty one percent chance to play, fifty one percent chance not to play. Like that's not doubtful. That's not even questionable. Right. Questionable is fifty fifty. I just yeah, man. It feels I don't know, man. I it feels over. Like it. it I know Adam Johns had the report that like his bold prediction, and then he was on the radio saying that he doesn't think he was supposed to be fired. If he's if, if this unless they win out and, and do it convincingly, I think it's over. I think it's complete toast. You cannot run this back. Um, I honestly I think it's over for it all. I think everyone's gone. I think it's all a reset except for Ryan Poles. I think he'll get his chance to pick a quarterback. Um, because you know that's another topic, but I you know, I would say I think Justin Fields has a better chance to stay than than Matt Eberflus. And I don't even think it's Justin Fields' fault right now that he's. I, I think he's just gone. I think they're just ready to move on. I think I think they're ready to move on. They're ready to just have a clean slate, pair up a quarter, or pair up a head coach with him, and reset this thing. And you know, I, I just don't think Ryan Poles, if he's here, I, I don't think he's going to pass up on a, on a quarterback with a top two pick, even if it's number two. If you know somehow the New York Giants who won today, if if, if somehow they get up there. And they go up and take Caleb Williams. You're not passing on Drake May, and vice versa. If they take Drake May, you're not passing on Caleb Williams. And yep. I, I do think Marvin Harrison's a hell of a, a, a player. Um, I think he would fit in well here. I think he'd be a star wide receiver. This is a good draft for wide receivers too. Like you're not. It's not like you're not going to find another wide receiver. You might not find you know quote unquote generational, but this this cycle just it just can't keep going, man. It's unfortunate. I mean, theoretically, they might be in a situa- situation where they could get a quarterback and Marvin Harrison. That, I mean, that's we'll, ideal. One we'll, three. See, we'll still see how it plays out, but yeah, they what, have one and three, or even like one and four, maybe if it's what are they? Um, with Fishanu. So they they're, are at, they're at four. one and four right now. Right now. Yeah, because did New England play today? They no. haven't played. They played on third. Did they play? No, they're game? off this week. They're off this week. Yeah, because so, the Giants. The Giants won today, so that actually helps. Quite yeah, the, a bit with the Bears. Um, so the Giants are now there. fifth. Um, Arizona won. 
but let's see. Yeah, Carolina's one and nine. Um, and I think, you know, Arizona's probably going to win another game. Like Probably against um, the Bears. Yeah, they got that Christmas Eve game against the Bears. They're probably going to win another game. I mean, I have to look at the score, but I, I was checking. They were, yeah, they only lost 16-21. I think they actually had the ball late, too. Um, They're going to be much more competitive with Kyler in the lineup now. And, yeah. you know, we'll see how that goes there. But they, they are definitely going to be more competitive down the stretch here. I, I I can see them winning one, maybe two games here down the stretch, which definitely helps the Bears out. Like, going back to the, the coaching discussion, like, you cannot be a – I'll just say this, like, on Eberflus, like, you cannot have any self-respect as an organization and keep Matt Eberflus next year. Like, if you want to do the McCaskey thing and give him the rest of the season, whatever, that's, that's McCaskey. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. We get – we get that's how the, this organization works, but you cannot keep him another year. It's just, it's not working. There's just way too many, way too many mistakes and just not enough progress with anything that's going on here. Like it's just, well, it's just so much bad. There's a lot of factors in it as well. Like the McCaskies, yep. they just don't fire head coaches yep. in season. However, Kevin Warren's here. And I think it was mm-hmm. Albert Breer that wrote this week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. He could, you know, he could put his hand into it and say, "Look, this is we got to make some changes. This is what's got to be done right now." Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'd be shocked if if Matty refuses here. Like, yeah. there's the bye week after Minnesota. They do have a an extra day this week. I don't know, but again, who comes in and like if you give it to Luke Getze, who's going to call the defense? Like, who's going to do this? I mean, you honestly, you really could promote someone within maybe John Hoke to play the coordinate the defense, um, Borgans, someone, but then you're totally waving the white flag It is total lose out season. You, you might as well lose every single game. Um, you're showing the players it's over. We're done here. Like obviously the key guys are going to be around and stay, but yeah. And honestly, with all the chaos that's gone on with the bears coaching staff in general, just not even talking about on the yes. field. I'm more like talking about off the field. Great culture. Yeah, great culture, right? But, I mean, they need some – I guess you could argue they need some type of stability in the building to finish out the year and just get through the season, which I think is the argument that's probably – they're probably going to use. Um, I, I want to shift back to kind of the, the quarterback discussion, though, because, look, Justin Fields, he did have an awesome game today. I don't want to take anything away from him there. There's a lot of problems that happened here that were, once again, outside of his control – I think the strip sack at the end, it's really unfortunate, but it's also been a predictable part of Justin Fields' career where he's had a lot of opportunities to win games down the stretch. And time and time again, it's just like he's not making the play to or the plays necessary to kind of put you in positions to win, which, again, a lot of it's not his fault. Like this on this one in particular, like Donald Wright gets absolutely smoked by Hutchinson and, you know, Justin Fields just doesn't see him get strip sacked. But also, like, you can argue that Justin Fields needs to have better pocket awareness to be able to feel the rush and, you know, at the very least, hold on to the football as opposed to just eating the sack and then getting strip sacked right there, right? 
Um, but this loss is not on Justin Fields. Don't like misconstrue what I'm saying there. I'm, I'm like, this is definitely more, like you said, a coaching, you know, a coaching loss. And, you know, Justin Fields, if it weren't for his play, they would have even been in position to win this game, right? You know, that just, it just that's just the way it is. Um, but it's another nail in the coffin, I think, of just Justin Fields. I just don't think it's going to work here, unfortunately. And you had that report from Rap, I think, earlier today talking about how, like the Bears would need to be blown away by, you know, a, a rookie quarterback coming out in order to take a guy with the top, you know, first overall pick or second overall pick. And it's like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you, fellas, if you're taking that as a pro Justin Fields tweet um, with or a pro Justin Fields report there, I, I you, you haven't really you don't know how the game is played in terms of a what these teams do in terms of putting the narrative out there. And you're not going to come out in, in right. seven games and say, yeah, we're, we're committed to a rookie quarterback that we don't even know which one we're going to take. Right. Like it would have been like a pro Justin Fields report would have been that the bears are not even thinking about taking a quarterback and that they're committed to Justin Fields for not only the rest of this year, but for 2024 and beyond. But that's not the report that came out. Right. Is this, well, if we're blown away by a guy, we'll move on and pick a guy, which tells you that they're going to get blown away by a guy in the draft process and they're going to move on. Like that's the way this goes. They're just setting up the narratives for when they do eventually move off from Justin Fields. Like that's what they're going to go with. That's what they're going to sell to the fan base that they were just blown away by Caleb Williams and that no, Justin Fields is still really good. We're going to trade him for a lot of draft pick capital. That's that's what they're setting this up here. And again, like you said, there's seven games. Well now six games left in the season. Like they're not just going to, you know, throw them to the wayside right, right here. Like it's the ultimate, like hedging their bets situation, right? Where look, Justin Fields could turn this thing around. And if he could play like this for the rest of the year, maybe you do consider it, but I we've seen just so much to the point at this point to where you're going, going to be going into the year four. Like it's over guys. Like I, I hate to say it because Justin Fields, he was a guy that we were all high on coming out of college. He's a guy that's very likable whenever you get to have a chance to talk with him in the building. But, and he's had some flashes of really good play. Like he was really good today. Like I, I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's just a situation where he was drafted into a bad spot. He was put in an even worse bad spot last year. And this is supposed to the year where he's supposed to put it all together. And for a variety of reasons, just ha- hasn't happened. Hasn't resulted in wins for this football team. Hasn't resulted in consistent success or consistent performances from him. And when you have a chance to draft a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, like unfortunately, it's the business of the NFL is that you kind of got to reset that clock, especially if we're talking about they're going to be moving on to another coaching staff probably at the end of this year. At least you would hope they would. And ultimately, that's that's where this conversation ends, really. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to sum it all up, tough one. Um, I, I I really thought they were going to get that win, man. I thought it was going to be one of those kind of like emotional, like fired up wins. Like, wow, they, they might, might, might have something here at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. They got to go into a tough place to play next week, Minnesota. Um, three games left in the division, three more chances. Yeah. Three more chances to, to get a win. And, you know, it's a, I mean, like we talked about earlier, like today was, for the most part, a good day in terms of if you want, you know, high draft capital, stuff like that. Um, you know, you got the Giants winning, you know, Carolina lost. Like watching Green Bay at the end, though, that that sucked, man. Like Jordan Love goes 322, two touchdowns, hits a couple big throws. In that game, the Chargers 
literally dropped the game-winning score. Quentin Johnson, man, that guy is—he's going to be a legend man, <laughs> for all the wrong, uh, all the wrong reasons. I know that was bad. Um, that sucked. Every Chargers game is the same. Every single one. Every single one. Like that's—I mean, yeah, Green Bay. I mean, they're not. Let's be real. I know Packers fans are, know it too, or most of them know it. Like they're not going anywhere this year. They played themselves out of the quarterback conversation. Yeah, they're going to buy into um, one more year of love and see yeah, if it works it, out, which. You know, I'll say this. I'll give him credit. He played played better today. I think he was – I don't think he was terrible last week in that loss at all. Uh, I don't think he was very good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he he played better. He's played a little better. I just – I don't think he's the guy either. So, we'll we'll have to see. But um, anything else you want to add, Andrew, before we wrap things up here? Yeah, I mean, a couple stats that really sum up this game. Uh, The Lions, their third down efficiency today, 8 of 11. So, it goes down the show like – when you get to those key downs, key situations, this defense, like time after time, they just they just can't make the critical plays. Like, you know, the Bears, they had over 20 minutes time of possession compared to the Lions, so they controlled the ball the entire game. Uh, they had nearly just as many yards. It was pretty even in terms of total yards. <laughs> and it just comes down to, like, execution at the end. Like, those key decisions for the coaching staff at the end of the games, like, can you generate a pass rush on third downs and in two minute situations where you know they're going to have to pass the ball, um, right? And just for the last, I don't know how many games it's been for this Eberflus regime. Um, what, what, like thirty two games now at this point, something like that. I, I thirty games. I don't even know. Uh, I, I they are. Know. They're six, not thirty actually. Six twenty eight. Twenty eight. Oh man, it's yeah. to keep track at this rate. Yeah. Um, but for how far we are into this. Like, it just – this could have been a really nice win for this team. It really could have been a nice game where maybe they, hey, they set the tone for the rest of the season and they end strong this year. And maybe, you know, they do run it back at the end of this year and they try to build off of what they put on tape the last stretch of the season with Justin Fields back healthy. But now all that goes out the, win- out the window, we're back to square one. And it's really unfortunate because I know a lot of the guys – in the locker room probably don't deserve it. They're, they're working hard. They're, they're playing their butts off out there and it sucks for them. But at the end of the day, like to me, it's almost like the ultimate tank win for this team because this team needs a reset. They need to go into a different direction, whether it's at head coach, whether it's at quarterback, whether even you can even argue up at the GM level, like who knows what the right pole situation is going to be at the end of the year. But this is one of those losses where you can't come back from this right? Yeah. You, you cannot come back. Like this seals the deal. You have to move on from this current iteration of this team. You have to get a new coaching staff in here. And hopefully the next head coach was the offensive coordinator on the other sideline this week, Ben Johnson, who, by the way, like for as much as the Bears defense got the best of him for the first three quarters, he put together one heck of a game plan for the last, you know, fourth, those last two drives. He really put it all together. Um, and man, it would be awesome for him to be the head coach next year, but that's a conversation for a different day. Overall, just it's another brutal loss in what has been a pretty brutal season this year. Yeah. Um, before we go, I got one more stat for you. I don't know if you saw this. Um, this came across from uh, the Waddle and Sylvie show, uh, Sylvie from the Waddle and Sylvie show. From Doug Coletti, since 1932, no NFL team with a th- plus three turnover margin and 40 minute time of possession has had ever lost a game teams were 48 and 0 until the bears did it today 
a historic loss. Man, just well, at least they made history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll go That's down the true. history books. There you That's go. That's true. That's true. Um, Andrew, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at AJ Freeman25. You can find my work on the Bear Report. Uh, make sure to follow and uh, also make sure to check out my work on the Bear Report as well. I got the Track in the Trenches series, which we all know. I also have a mock draft out there that I put out, which uh, can look a different, little bit different now with the standings always changing. But uh, if you want to check that out as well, you can go ahead and do that at the Bear Report. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Freeman25. Yeah, you can follow Bear Report um, on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. I'm just checking my fantasy scores, and it's just an absolute nightmare right now. So, um, hey, I'm yeah. having a good week, so I can't complain there. Yeah, I'm having a just a terrible, terrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm a terrible. I'm I'm losing by like forty in one league, and it's one of my good friends, and he just texted me. He said, "I can't." Escape these injury bugs. I just lost. I think it's <laughs> Kenneth Walker. You just like, got dude, to almost shut it. I'm like, dude, you're up 40. I literally have like a kicker and a wide receiver left, and you have like four players still. Like, what are we? I mean, come on. Um, all right. We'll talk to you guys all this week, maybe next week for the Vikings game. Everyone, please enjoy your holidays. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully, the Bears can start getting back on track. Um, Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.